Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. In this segment, we've had floods, we've had fires, we've had snowstorms galore, especially out west. We've even had tornadoes. Let's discuss what all of those natural disasters have to do with insurance claims and the amount we all pay for homeowners insurance. And don't forget, we want to connect with you. And it is easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com. That's G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions that we ask on air or off air. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share any ideas you have with us. We'd love to hear your ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight. And you can subscribe to our podcast. We're available on every major podcasting platform. We've got a special expert advisor in this segment of the show, and it's Matt Reeves, who's an exclusive Allstate agent and also a personal financial representative. Welcome, sir. Hey, sir. How are you? Good. It's been a while since you've been on, man. Glad to have you back. It's good to be back, and uh, hopefully we've uh, we've had a lot happen. Like you said, some some interesting weather and such since... Uh since I've been on. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a great start to 2023 already. Well, when I talk to my people out in the Salt Lake City area, my friends, they talk about the number of inches of snow uh, that are up in the mountains and it snowed like 200 inches or some crazy amount. When we think about that, that's, that's like 16 feet of, of snow and it's really, really amazing. But I want to start with a question that really doesn't have anything to do with floods or fires or snowstorms or tornadoes. And it is, we were working with a couple uh, who is moving back to Atlanta. They sold a home in Atlanta. They moved away a couple different places. Uh, now it's kind of time to slow down and retire. They want to come back to Atlanta, which I love that people are attracted to Atlanta and want to come back. They're buying a nice home. I think the purchase price of the home is $2.3 million, maybe $2.4 million. I don't remember exactly what it, what it is. And they called their insurance company to get a quote. And the quote was, we cannot insure your home. And so what they were told was that the insurance company had, done, had, done, had, did, had done a replaced replacement value calculation. And it was probably 14,000, 15,000 square feet. And they said the replacement value was $4 million or something like that. And they said that that exceeded their coverage limits. I didn't know that there were any such thing as coverage limits. So... Talk to us about coverage limits and also talk to us if somebody can't find, I'm going to say a normal, the big names you know around the country to insure something, what other options do they have for homeowners insurance? Yeah, so every carrier uh, nationwide will have some sort of a replacement cost tool that they'll utilize when uh, when you get that quote and you give them the details of your property, right? bedroom, bath count, square footage, things of that nature, and they'll calculate it. And it's not uncommon that the larger the structure the greater or the higher percentage above the purchase price or above the market value, that replacement cost estimator may may vary. Um, and every carrier is going to have a limit to where they're going to say, okay, we're, we're at our exposure. So when you're in that price point, mm -hmm. it's key to make sure that you chat with your professional, you, with your current carrier, and okay. find out what their, their price point is. And when they give you that feedback and it's that much off, yeah. I would maybe ask to validate the data points of what the actual above grade square footage is, things that I should make sure they have not made yeah. a, a, a calculation error, which yeah. does occur. Which could have. So in um, other words, they might have estimated the replacement cost of the home uh, artificially too high and that put it over their limits. The odds are if a house was selling for 2.3 or 2.4 million, the replacement cost wouldn't be 4 point something million, maybe a few hundred thousand higher or something like that. Okay. So number one, 
If you get a replacement value estimate that's too high, you need to walk through the calculations and the numbers. I've had many conversations with insurance companies, not necessarily yours, you happen to be with Allstate, and confirmed information on houses. And I will tell you of all of the confirmation of data on houses that I've owned and rented, they've never had it all right. It's always been a little off here or there or something like that. Not their fault, uh, but, you know, just a little thing. So there could be things off in the system. My question for you, oh, Matt, did you have something you wanted to say? Well, I mean, it can be challenging because with all the data points that exist out there on a property that is on the marketplace between county records, listings, and things of that nature, in the the data uh, can vary from carry from it, location to location. That is true. Uh, uh, garbage in, garbage out. From a data standpoint, that <laughs> makes sense. So, what it would be a common uh, replacement value coverage limit that maybe a carrier in the state of Georgia would have? Is is there? When- yeah, when you're looking at your your major players, your your big box carriers, yep. they're all going to stop anywhere from that two to two and a half million dollars of a replacement cost. That's kind of be their appetite for exposure yep. to where they're going to anything beyond that. We're going to go look at some specialized carriers yep. that do exist in the marketplace um, that'll go to five and ten. They'll take on those exposures. Yep. Um, and um, and and are are comfortable at that level. Got it. And so if someone comes to you and Allstate cannot handle the limit, then you could actually help them find another place to do that. Is yeah, that correct? We've got or? enough contacts you within do. the marketplace yeah. that we can allow them and, and, and guide them in the right direction to where they're uh, they're going to be properly insured. And obviously, when you're making that type of investment in a piece of real estate, you don't want to make sure you've got any type of shortfall in your replacement costs. No, sir. No, sir. I don't know what kind of money you have not to worry about a loss of a $4.6 million, but it's a way more than I got. So <laughs> let's get it. And by the way, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM920, The Answer. And I've got Matt Reeves, who is an exclusive insurance agent with Allstate and also a personal financial representative and we were talking about insurance limits for replacement value in the state of georgia his advice is if you get a quote on a very expensive home and the replacement value is significantly higher than than the list price or what you're paying for it you might want to verify the data and then if it is over your carrier's coverage limits then there are other insurers out there that you could get insurance coverage with let's move into another subject we've had floods and we've had fires and snowstorms and tornadoes um we've had a lot in the past year i don't know if we've had more than other years but it seemed like a lot how do these natural disasters affect home insurance claims and then ultimately i would assume it affects the cost of the insurance or the premiums because over time the insurance company has to stay profitable so they can pay claims yeah so i mean obviously when we have uh, major issues that is the the largest uh, bucket that any any carrier is going to have to pay out on, and it's it's that toughest. And I would knock on wood that you know, although we've had in the past week nothing major, but we went from Wednesday where it was a summer day, yeah, to uh, Saturday where we've had all four seasons in the past week. Past week, that's true. Uh, you know, so we we have some wild weather here in the, in the metro Atlanta and throughout the state of Georgia. And as you know, insurance is all pooled money. It's right. it's money in versus money out. And so when we have these type of major disasters, it, it's the, it's the biggest impact that's going to happen to your rate mm-hmm. um, statewide um, because it's going to be such a drain on all the resources of the the carriers, yep. of the local uh, vendors, 
And it's when we have these type of big issues, the, the biggest frustrating piece that always comes about it is the, the time it takes for a claim to process through. Yeah. Well, especially everybody, when, yeah. when you experience a hurricane, for example, I know we don't have many hurricanes in, in the state of Georgia, and I don't think we've had one recently, but I mean, that, like these people are devastated. In many cases, they don't have anything, and you know, there's still some red tape that's got to go through. How long does it typically take to process claims? And I would assume in cases of natural disaster, insurance carriers probably have ways to move faster to at least take care of the basic necessities. Um, absolutely. Yeah, every every company will have some sort of a catastrophe team where they'll bring in uh, a higher percentile of, of what they normally would have as adjusters in the marketplace right. to have more boots on the ground to help get a homeowner back into uh, a pre-catastrophe uh, state as quickly as possible. Right. I would tell the, the homeowner out there the, the average time of that claim is, I, I know this may not sound like the best way, but it's going to be as proactive as that homeowner is themselves, how quickly they've lined up their vendors. How quickly they get on the phones and start that claim process and get to the front of the line and have your documents and everything ready to where when an adjuster comes out or you get a phone call and you can you can turn things around as quickly as possible. The claim process can be very streamlined, but if it's a lot of missed calls and a lot of phone tag because you're dealing with life and your adjuster is dealing with 10,000 people who have had the same tornado, same thing. the same hurricane, it becomes a challenging, frustrating time-consuming process mm -hmm. with every carrier. Yeah. Do you know when the last natural disaster we experienced in the state of Georgia was, specific to Georgia? I would, um, so we just we declare, a, a, a carrier will declare a catastrophe based okay. on just an overall percentile of how many people may have been impacted. Okay. It's not a natural disaster. Okay, but, okay, all right. Um, um, you know, I can remember a few of the hurricanes in recent years, I think. Uh, I hate to say this because it's my namesake, but Hurricane Matthew came up through the Tampa coast. And by the time it still got to Metro Atlanta, it was still a named storm. It was still um, either a tropical depression or a level one, something of that nature. Right. And when those storms come through and they have those names attached to them, it can mean a different deductible in your policy. Uh, um, have you know, so let, give me some details on that. So you yeah. have a named storm. What happens to your deductible in some cases? Well, and the carriers will allow you the flexibility and many yeah. carriers, it's the same, yeah. but you know, summit carriers will allow you to carry a higher deductible for a hurricane and you're, you live in Roswell and you're like, well, a hurricane's not going to get to me. Right. But what that does include is when that storm comes through here and it's still a tropical depression, it's going to fall under that deductible that you may have set at a percentile, 1% or 2% of your dwelling coverage. Right. Because you're like, I'm not going to need that. Right. And then you have a loss and you're looking at a deductible that's in the in tens of thousands yeah. of dollars. And it's really a, a frustrating piece. Yeah, absolutely. We've got about a minute left uh, in the segment. Thank you. This information has been so helpful to me, and I'm sure it's helpful to everybody who is listening. I appreciate you giving us your time. When a an insurance claim is filed on a home, does a homeowner have any requirement to notify the mortgage company? I would say that I would not notify my mortgage company if I had an insurance claim, and I just didn't know if I was right or wrong. Oh uh, no, you do, you're not obligated to notify a mortgage company or anything of that nature. What will happen is, depending upon the size of the payout, you may get a two party check, and when you get a two party check, it's oh. going to be made out to you and the lien holder on yeah. the property. Yeah. And then you're going to have to contact your customer service center to get the address, where to send it, 
have them endorse the back, and then you can go and endorse it for legality reasons. Yeah, Matt, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I always pre- appreciate the wealth of information you bring. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got tips for first-time home buyers and top tips for spring home maintenance. Stick with us. We'll be back. 